0: Ah, that music can only mean one thing. The intro for our daily contributor at 8 o'clock. Uh, on the mark. Powered by Booster Juice. Uh, download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day. As we welcome in Roger Sportsnet's Mark Specter to the big program once again. Uh, and a good morning to you, Speck.
1: Good morning, Kev. What's
0: going on? Oh, uh, you know. Just another uh whole hum game for ninety seven last night, I guess, huh?
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk about Carney McDavid. <laughs> so <laughs> what else are we gonna
0: talk about? <laughs> it's uh huh? it, it, I mean, I guess you kinda of get numb to it almost, don't you? I mean, it's just the way we what we've seen for yeah for his time here.
1: I mean you could. I I tell you what, I'm not. Yeah. Like that I'm just kidding. The, the spin play he makes uh, to backhand that puck, you know, two guys go to the corner, he makes a blind backhand spin pass to Hyman right in the tape in the slot all alone. You know, you can't, if you're getting numb to that, man, you better pick a new sport <laughs> to watch because, uh, you know, just the way he, his superiority, like he just carried his team last night. and. And, you know, there's there's 40 NHL players on the ice, and those of us who've tried in our lives to play hockey at some level should have a pretty good recognition of how good you have to be to find yourself in one of those uniforms last night. And they go out there, 38 skaters or 36 skaters, and McDavid is so far and away the best one of them, it's not even a contest. Uh, it's amazing. It, it doesn't stop amazing me. I'm still amazed. And what was you know nine hundred three points in six hundred and two games, uh, he is up there with the greatest players who ever played the game, and that those numbers aren't going to stop.
0: They aren't. <laughs> They're only going to increase. And you know, you, you look at him after the game. The you know he's just such a humble guy, and even his teammates are. They just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, well, "That's Connor. That's the way it is."
1: Well yeah as a reporter as a journalist I've been you know listen we've I've written and we've written and we've talked about, you know, the the game story is basically how great was Conor McDavid tonight, and I've written it far, almost too many times. I laughed with Jim Matheson last night because he had the same problem with Wayne Gretzky. You can only go to the guy's teammates so often and ask them to tell you how great he is. They run out of things to say. Mm-hmm. I thought last night there was some actually fresh and, and interesting takes uh, from the Oilers room, from Hyman and, and Nugent Hopkins. I was in the Philly room. I thought, hey, let's go over there and talk to those guys, and... Uh, you know, I, I, it wasn't as good as I thought. Sometimes if you get the right guy who's been around the league, I want to talk to Mark Stahl. He wasn't available. But uh, everyone's, you know, people are running out of things to say. theres We're kind of getting running out of adjectives here, I think, Kevin, aren't we? <laughs>
0: I was saying that right off the hop. The superlatives that I that I just said right off the hop at the show start at seven o'clock. We are running out, but again, and you just it, you just wonder in amazement every time something's going to happen. You just think something's going to happen when he touches the puck. And he's doing it at such a high level of speed that we've never seen before. We've seen guys make plays. We've seen Mario use his strength. We've seen his uh, use his reach. We've seen Wayne use his vision and and smarts and everything like that. We've never seen a guy like this that is going, yeah, you know, hundred miles an hour and still making plays. And yeah. you know, it just because guys lose the puck, it's just too hard. It's supposed yeah, to be anyway.
1: It's, it's crazy, You're right? When you stack up all the greatest players in the history of the game uh you know they didn't nobody skated this fast back in Maurice Richard's day so let's let's skip to a Gordie Howe right it was still a much slower game but he was a powerful guy mm-hmm. who played the game a different way obviously he's Mr. Hockey as I need say no more uh, Wayne Gretzky was never a, a really fast guy. He was an average to above average skater. Obviously the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest player we ever played. Then you skip to Mario, totally different game. You go to Sid Crosby, a great, great, great player, but, but not the same player. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not here to tell you that Conor McDavid is the greatest player to ever play the game. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is no one's ever played it this fast as you know, as fast mm-hmm. as Connor McDavid is playing it, no one in the history of hockey has done what he's done at the speed he's doing it at. Name the great player, and I'll show you a guy who's not as fast as Connor McDavid.
0: Mm-hmm. Mark Spector, Roger Sportsnet, our guest on Sports fourteen forty every day at day eight o'clock for Booster Juice. So when you wandered over to the Philadelphia side last night, spec. So I mean, I know you are going to get some, you know, help from the, you know, fellow reporters, et cetera, in the Edmonton room, but you are going over there trying to think, okay. I'm gonna to try to get something fresh, get something new. Uh, was there anyone that in there that said, "Yeah, this was, you know, uh, this was a, a performance for the ages," kind of thing?
1: Uh, uh, no. I mean, Joel Faraby was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about how he said, "Hey, look, it's no secret the players think he's the best player in the league, and the league thinks he's the best player. He's the greatest player in the world. Like that's what they do." I kind of wanted. I wanted again. I want to talk to Mark Stahl because he's a veteran guy with a good perspective, and I wanted to talk to John Tortorella and see what he thought. and, and How'd that go? Nobody's, Yeah, you know, nobody's got more rules about what you're allowed to ask and what you're allowed to talk about. He he says he hates the media process, but he loves to have absolute control over it. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Good for, for Torts. I wouldn't last. I'm here to tell you, Larry Brooks, <laughs> I hope you're listening. I wouldn't last a road trip if Torts <laughs> was a coach of the team I was covering. Right? Mm-hmm. That guy's That guy, he's no fun. Right, he doesn't want to talk hockey with you. He doesn't want to let the guard down and just have a chat and see, you know, get to know people. Uh, I got zero time for the guy, uh, and he had zero time for most of the media last night. He certainly didn't want to talk about Connor McDavid. Wouldn't let, wouldn't talk about him for thirty seconds.
0: Yeah, that's too bad because uh, I mean we're trying to build the game. We're trying to promote our stars. And when you have a guy in a big market like that, it, it hurts the game. He hurts the game.
1: Yeah, it I doesn't help it. You know, it doesn't help it. Like, that's, but that's torts. Torts is all about torts. He's mm-hmm. always been all about torts. He doesn't care. And maybe this is to his credit. He doesn't care what I think. That's for sure. He doesn't no. care what you think. And he doesn't care what the fans think. He's, he's that guy that's single-minded about what he wants and what he thinks. You could call it, you know, some people describe those traits with one word. That word is selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that there is a duty of a coach to to, you know, talk to fans and help explore the game and there's so much knowledge. The guy's been around. He's, that's what I think that disappoints you as a journalist is there's a ton in there, right? Mm -hmm. If you, when he does decide to have something to say, I'd love to hear what he thinks about Conor McDavid's play, how he does it, what his opinion on is on, you know, what breaking him down a bit. I'd love to hear it. but You he know, doesn't want to give it, give it up. So that's, that's his right. He does not have to give it up.
0: If he came out and said, "I'm going to say one thing about Connor McDavid tonight, and then I'm not going to answer anything else," I like. I don't have any problem with that. And if he comes out and says, "I'm glad we're not playing Connor McDavid again this year," <laughs> now, now everyone has their quote. And everyone has everything. They're all fine and you can move on to something else. But he chooses that path and... It's yeah, it's the wrong path. Is,
1: man. Yeah. That's like I say, <laughs> the the order fans would love it <laughs> if Edmonton hired the guy because I'd turn into Larry Brooks and it would be a <laughs> daily humor fest laughing at Speck with the, how he got into it with Torts. Like yeah. Yeah. I would last three, about three games, maybe a road trip. I would like place, to. I would like to, like to see to that. with the Jets. <laughs> oh, that, that would
0: be unbelievable to see, like a a Larry <laughs> no. Brooks Speck exchange to Torts.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't work. No. no one would be the better for that, except for the fans at home. Uh, so, <laughs> and it wouldn't la- it wouldn't last long. I'm it, here to tell you, yeah, it wouldn't last long. Uh,
0: the owner's got two really <laughs> good lines humming right now. Uh, Leon's line had ten points in Anaheim. Uh, Connor's line eleven <laughs> points last night. Uh, and you wow. know, and the different dy- it's just a totally different dynamic because. Fogle and McLeod are so fast in and on the forecheck, and and we talked about it yesterday. They're looking for Leon more so than they would ever look for another line mate in past in the past. Yep. Like, let's just pretend their center was, you know, if, if Fogle it was McLeod center or McLeod, you know, and Fogle were on line to get to, uh, together with Connor Brown, we would never see what they're doing, never.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know what, one of the things about having a couple of world-class players is they have the ability to drag people up, right, to mm-hmm. bring people along. And that's, I give the coach credit. Knoblocks sees something in these guys, and he's, he's you know, what, what we're watching right now, I sense he probably hoped would happen when he put this line together, whatever it was, mm-hmm. 10 days ago or something. So, uh, you know, you got Leon Drysaddle, he has the ability to make other wingers, you know, make wingers, third-line wingers into second-line wingers. Why not utilize that? And right now, it's going great. Is you know, yeah, there's a hole in the third line. They don't have a third-line center here, but I'll tell you what. If you found the right center to play with, say Kane and I don't know whoever they're going to play in the third line, maybe a Yanmark or maybe Holloway, right? If you're mm-hmm. the right center to play with Holloway and Kane, and you kept your top two lines the way they are right now, all of a sudden you're nine deep, you're pretty good. Uh, that's a better team than we've had around here for a while.
0: Stu Skinner, been outstanding the last, uh, well, his he's got his goals against average down to 2.83 for the season. We know what his stats are in the last uh, 17 games or so when he's been in. Save percentage getting closer and closer to 900. 35 saves last night. He's got 15 wins. On yeah. the season. I mean, that's... It. And again, go talk to Grand Furrier. It's the only stat that matters. Wins.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the only stat that matters. And, you know, the, the benchmark for goals against is three. I always thought goals against is more of a team stat. And save percentage is more of a, a, you know, personal stat for the goalie. And he dug a big... You know, the team dug him a big hole. They dug a big hole on save percentage. So he's inching up towards nine. You mm-hmm. got to get over nine... Like to be a real one, a one yep. number one goalie, you got to get over nine ten, and you got to be under three. So he's got one of those down, and I, I guess all I'll all I'll say is we don't talk about Skinner that much. I don't hear much about him on the radio, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hear a lot of oh man, this we got to get a goalie. That stuff's going away, and I think the whole market here, you know, with a sophomore goalie who. Hasn't played much in the NHL, right? This guy's. don't tell me you know what he's going to do because I sure as heck don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen in the career of Stu Skinner. And maybe we should be rethinking things a little bit here. Maybe he can play 52 games, right? Maybe he can push 60 games. The way their schedule is right now, no goalies getting very tired, are they, Kev?
0: I just love the schedule in um, January, the way the games are spaced out. So the Oilers will take today off, they have the skills competition tomorrow, I believe, uh, for the fans to come in. And then they've got Ottawa here Saturday, go out on the road for three. And you're going on that trip, spec
1: Yeah, I'll go on that trip. And they play every second day. Mm-hmm. So you'll probably give one of those games to Pickard in that trip. But you don't have to. You know, you don't have to. You're playing every second day. The travel is no big deal with these guys. They go from Chicago to Detroit and Detroit to Montreal. Those are...
0: I, I see Pickard playing in Detroit.
1: Yeah, sure, and he hasn't hurt you. When
0: and he plays,
1: he lets in two.
0: He was, uh, you know, he played in the Detroit organization. Goalies always like that. Um, you know, you've got Chicago to start the road trip, and let's not—you gotta still get past Ottawa. Make sure you don't take that game lately on Saturday. So Skinner could play in Chicago, he played Pickard in Detroit. Skinner plays the Hockey Night in Canada game and that that game in Montreal that's going to be a doozy. Uh you know, yeah. prime prime time across the country uh, in Montreal uh, so Skinner goes yeah. back in for that one. And then they they play the Leafs coming back. So I I could see I could see every Thursday game here in the stretch of games coming up this month Cal Pickard plays all those games on a Thursday.
1: That's fine if you're and if you're only playing three a week, which they are all month, you know that means you're giving them one out of every three games. And as long as he keeps holding you into these games, mm-hmm. you know eventually, listen, you don't get to win every night. What do they want? Six in a row again?
0: Six in a row now? Yeah, they had yeah, eight in so, a row, then lost three in a row, and you know. And I don't.
1: I'm looking at their sched. Ottawa's not very good. Chicago's not very good. Detroit's okay. Montreal's me, yeah. you know, then they come home and they got six games and only at this point, only two of the opponents are playoff teams, Toronto and Nashville. So let's face it, they're at the easy part of their schedule. Mm-hmm. They don't play a lot of games and the t- games they do play are against teams in the bottom half of the schedule. This is collect points time. This when they get through the month of January,
0: the bo- I expect yeah, this it's...
1: team to be fully in a playoff spot mm-hmm. and not looking back.
0: Well, and we talked about it yesterday, Speck. Uh, in April, the Oilers have they they will have the toughest schedule in April, I think, of any team in the NHL. And I haven't looked at the other teams, but they play three games in four nights, and and it's against Dallas, Colorado, and Calgary. And Ooh-hoo. even before, yeah, even before that, they play uh, St. Louis. But then after that, they have three days off, and then they play six games in nine days. Okay. So and all those games are going to be tough games down the stretch. I mean, you got they have San Jose in there. I know that, but 6 games in 9 days to finish the season. That's a tough tough road. So they have well, to they have to bank some points right now.
1: They got this is, you know, they've had a great schedule. Like this is mm-hmm. you know, the schedule's been easy uh and you're right. You got to take advantage because it's always coming. Everyone has good parts to their season and bad. You know that if you're having an easy month, you got a tough month coming down the road. That's just the way the schedule works. So yes, right. And you know what? Give them credit. They're. I'm not sure how they can play better hockey right now. Mm-hmm. You know they're playing sharp defensively. Skinner's making one save. He doesn't have to make two very often. Uh, and they're capitalizing on offense. They scored four even strength goals last night, only one in the power play, so they're not riding special teams. They're, you know, give the team credit. We're telling them they got to win these games. They're winning these games.
0: You know, in the last, whatever, 17 games, they've gone 14 and 3 in the last 17. The first period in Los Angeles is the only time that I can really remember that in an entire period where they were
1: by the far,
0: by far the, the, the less superior team. Yeah, they yes. LA ran the show for that period.
1: Yeah, LA's a good team, mm-hmm. you know. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always tell my wife when she says, "Why didn't they win?" I said, <laughs> "The other teams trying too." Yes, and it's the Kings want to win. The Kings are sick and tired of losing to the Oilers. Do they get a period in a hockey game? Damn right they do. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. Hey, you know?
0: yeah. So. Uh, quick comment to wrap it up: We had Jerry Stevenson pop by uh, last week from Sports Central. He was just walking the mall. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, it made me think about, and I forgot to ask Jerry about it, uh, that big, uh, they gave you, you know, for 10 years at Sports Central with the golf tournament, they gave you the big presentation with that big kind of... Yeah, uh, at the golf tournament. At the golf tournament, nice. yeah. Is that hanging above the bed, you know, in your bedroom, or where, where do you got that hanging no, in the it's
1: a No, it's a big sporty looking frame thing, so no, it's not oh. going in the bedroom. Oh, yeah, oh that's okay. Sure. I, you
0: know, I didn't know. I thought, maybe, <laughs> I thought maybe that's where it was going, so...
1: I do have a wife, and, and I'd like to keep Shelka around for a while. I mean, hopefully for the long haul. I'll, if she'll put up with me for the some version of the long haul, that's all I can ask for. But hanging a giant golf picture over our bed would probably expedite the ending of this thing.
0: Oh, that was great. Love it. Hey, Speck, thanks for this. Uh, Oilers with a day off today, so enjoy your uh, kind of day off. I'm sure you got something penned for that you... Uh, yeah, accrued we'll last night out. but yeah we'll
1: figure it out yeah uh, all we'll, right kev see
0: we'll see you at the rig tomorrow thanks bud uh that's mark Spector for rogers sports net uh energized by booster juice energized by booster juice and you can get the boost you need uh at booster juice when we come back we will get to some of your texts a lot of them coming in including one from the king of fort nasty It's giving it to the Duke again. First one of the new year. That's coming up right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. 824 in Edmonton looking for a high of minus five. Just to let you know, uh, Duke, the uh, wifey, Laura Baker, the better half of yours truly, and two of her friends golfed yesterday at Terra Pines. I was supposed to be the fourth. I'm not kidding, Duke. I was supposed to be the fourth. And uh, I said, you know what? I got a few things to take care of today, but they played nine holes by all accounts. Had a lot of fun. was a little nippy, obviously, but I think Terra Pines is going to be open for a few more days. If you want to get a last round in January, say you golfed in January of 2024 in Edmonton.
2: It's chilly out What's today.
0: The, yes. What would be the coldest you would golf in? like this weather would you ever would you wouldn't even contemplate i mean
2: like this. once the sun gets up it's it's like it's opposed to like i i'm saying it's chilly out like as i come out the door the truck's already been running for 10 minutes and the windshield hasn't even finished defrosting yet um i don't know i i, I have no problem putting on a pair of gloves and golf in mm. a toque and uh some uh, some maybe some long johns under my golf pants,
0: depends how much birdie juice you got going with you,
2: yeah, well, like do I have something else I need to do that afternoon <laughs> or evening, or how early do I have to be up even the next day at a certain point? If you're worried I
0: mean, about pneumonia you got, <laughs>
2: you got you got enough uh got enough uh fireball coursing through the uh the gullet, I can keep you pretty warm, <laughs>
0: um text coming in one eight three three. 401-1440, give us a shout here. Give us a shout even if you'd like to talk. one 401 1440 King of Fort Nasty with his first diss of the Duke of 2024. Good morning, KK and Duke. McLeod was flying last night, buzzing like the Duke after a few too many vodka Red Bulls in the Critters' locker room. Go Broncos. Cheers, King of Fort Nasty. <laughs>
1: hmm.
2: Not my necessarily uh, my drink of choice, but I can respect the sentiment and um go broncos all the way to um
1: <laughs> middle, right. uh, middle
2: of the first middle of the first round draft pick or
0: yeah. All mo- right.
2: Moving go broncos away from Russell Wilson.
0: Yes. Okay, uh now the gloves are really off. Uh Bob has texted in with a personal indictment to myself. Uh Bob says, you're the worst ever fantasy player I've ever been in. I've ever. I've been in drafts for 40 years, never seen anyone but you to win zero wins. So what have you learned? Last 30 years covering sports, Kevin, I could beat you one-on-one in sports knowledge or hockey draft anytime, anywhere. That's an awful look. I Listen, I was 0 for 18. I was 0 and 18 this year. That's the way you, it is. Do you
2: know this, Bob?
0: I don't know who he, this Bob he, is. I, I thought
2: this might be one of no. the guys from your league or something, but this guy's just like from the top rope. We weren't even – we touched on that for all of three seconds in the end of the first segment of the show. I didn't and even
0: really talk about the fantasy today. He must uh, have –
2: we, we briefly touched on the, the kind of change of direction for fantasy frenzy, and that mm-hmm. was about it. And now he's just coming in and absolutely just, ripping you apart. That's fine.
0: I'll tell you what. I'll go with sports knowledge. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Bob. Let's go fantasy next year. We'll figure something out. I'll go head-to-head with you. Sports knowledge, sports broadcasting, sports whatever. I'm up for the challenge, Bob. Are you? Are you up for the challenge, Bob? Uh, Polish Paul texts in. You're talking about Coach Tortorella. He's different. He's less boring. How is that bad for the game? That comes from Polish Paul. Okay. Okay. When you go into a scrum and you are interviewing a coach or a high prominent player or person in your sport, everyone has to kind of be on the same page in the sense of what we're trying to accomplish here. John Tortorella was reprimanded for what he said and did and how he acted towards Larry Brooks a long time ago. He has never... Since then, he has never come out and been berating a reporter in a scrum in public like that. What he does now is say, say, I don't want to be a part of the sports media. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to give you anything. I don't want to talk about anything. So that is part of his responsibility, part of his job to accommodate fans media relay a message you don't have to stand there for hours and hours minutes and minutes every time a coach loses they are pissed off they don't want to talk about what happened during the game in a negative way why their team lost who did what who did this all you have to do is give the reporters a soundbite a clip again last night all he has to say is i'm uh only going to say this about Connor McDavid or the Edmonton Oilers or this game tonight. I'm glad we're not playing Connor anymore this year. That was a performance that is uh, worthy of uh, one one of the best I've seen. Yada yada yada. Let's get on to some new stuff. However, I liked the way our team played when we we're down two nothing. I liked our resolve. I liked when we came back and it was two two. If we don't give up that power play goal to make it three two. The third period is going to be really interesting. Having said that, you know what? We were at the end of a long road trip. I liked the way our guys played. All you got to do is say that. Don't go out and say, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to. That's what hurts the game. Oh, Kevlar says, Kevin, you absolutely suck. Very nice. I have uh,
2: to. I have to hope that that's a ponying off yeah. of the the fantasy football conversation, I think so, yes. and not
0: just. in Kevlar general. and I have been good friends. I was. Over the I was
2: going to say, yeah. I don't. Uh, I was going back and reading some text messages. Yeah. I was like, Is Kevlar a, a no, perpetual, uh, reoccurring uh, Kevin? You suck, guy. But yeah. no, he's uh, he's just saying you're bad at fantasy. Which yeah. I mean, hey, warranted.
0: Okay, let's get back. If you want to talk about this, I, there isn't wasn't one thing that could have gone more wrong this year with what happened with. My fantasy football team. And it's, I'll just say this, that's, okay? That's fantasy. Let, it happens. It is. Let me throw this at you. In the game for the last place at the end of the year, so we play for last place, the team, the second worst team, scored the most points than anyone in the league. That shouldn't happen. Okay. No. That's how it works. The last week, I scored more points. I scored more points than the two teams in the championship final. Okay. I ended up playing a guy that had Amari Cooper. Okay, I ended up playing the Cleveland defense one week. This happened every week when I was playing.
2: It was it was like someone was out to get you, but obviously there's no way to to f- uh, forecast that. But like it, it, that is fantasy sports. It is the most um, random thing. Like yes, the 0 and 18 part that is crazy. But I mean, hey, how often do you see a team that? absolutely ran rough shot over the league, maybe even undefeated first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. you have a bad week. It is what, like there was. I think it was this week in the finals that CeeDee Lamb alone would have beat a roster of like Patrick Mahomes, Jameer Gibbs, like an entire roster of uh, guys that had very good seasons. But it, it's just one week. That's all it boils down to. Hmm.
0: And I had CeeDee Lamb and still lost, so what does that tell you? Dallas texts in, wow, you are really good at coach BS speak. That's exactly what the fans don't want to hear. And you guys as media shouldn't want to hear it either. So what is what is John Tortorella saying pre-media, post, or pre-game, post-game that fans want to hear? I don't want to talk about that. Uh, I don't have anything to say about that. Is that what you really want to hear, Dallas? Please text us back, Dallas. What do you want to hear him say? Jordo, don't take that stuff to heart, Kevin. We know you're knowledgeable. Always enjoy the show, buddy. AZ says, Kev, you nailed it right on the head. It's an injustice to the league, the players, and the fans. Torch has been around long enough that he should just know this. And you can fake it. Just fake it.
2: I think that's the biggest thing. that, like, You, you don't have to be sincere. And yes, um, I think it was uh, whoever... Oh, yeah, Dallas saying, like, did Coach BS speak? That's fine. That's still part of your job. You and Speck talked about it, I think it was before the Christmas break, mm-hmm. about torts and how... The um, thing is... He, he he Like, it is part of his responsibility as a coach to deal with media. I like
0: torts. That's the thing. I, I, I said that at, with Speck. I, I like torts. I think he's a
2: very good coach.
0: I just... I wish he would be... If he has to fake it, fake it. We we talked about it. Like John Tortorella has has rehabilitated horses that have been starving and whatever been out to pasture. That he's found these horses, he's bought these horses, and he's rehabilitated horses and and animals on his farm wherever it is. I don't know. Was, I think it might have been in his last coaching stop. How many times has Grant Fear talked? raved about John Tortorella. We
2: had Rob Ray on uh, yes. earlier this uh, last, last fall, last winter, and he he had nothing but good things to say. And that's when Tortorella was an assistant coach saying that, you know, you can say whatever you want about John Tortorella, but don't say he doesn't care and don't say he doesn't care about his players because that's just <laughs> not true.
0: Dallas is coming back. His honest answer, he doesn't want to hear any of that. So we can interpret it that if he's really, really upset that they let Connor dance all over their head and get five points. He doesn't want to hear it. Well, he doesn't have to say it like that, Dallas. He all he has to say is again, uh, I'm glad we're not playing Connor McDavid again. Uh, but our team, our team had the resolve to come back when it was two nothing. So you can flip the switch. You flip the switch and say you acknowledge because that was what the question was. What did you think of Connor McDavid tonight? Well, I don't want to talk about that. Don't want to talk about that. So you can say Connor McDavid had a great game, but our team, I was happy with our team the way we came back when it's 2 nothing at the end of a long road trip. We flew out all the way from Philly to Vancouver when you can't even travel on the 27th. You come back and you play whatever the four or five games on this trip, and we had a good performance tonight in the sense that we were hanging in there we hang we were hanging in there until that goal in the third period in the second period late in the period and it's three two from there we didn't have enough gas left in the tank uh i think bob is coming back here now well he's uh,
2: giving you his credentials basically <laughs>
0: uh bob says uh football baseball hockey or epl, e- EPL. I win, I get a hat. One game press box. What do you want if you beat me? But before we challenge, I'd like to actually meet you. Oh, well, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: you might, we might have to do it in a crowded area.
2: He, he, maybe you'll physically intimidate him, Kevin, and then he'll you'll shrivel him, and he, he all of his knowledge will... Fade away.
0: Well, we're getting lots of texts in about torts. We're getting a <laughs> lot. really appreciate it. Uh, Slurpee, Sean, and we're bouncing back. I just got to say, Kevin, I won my league the last three years and have been in the finals the last five. If you need tips next year, I'm your guy. Thanks a lot, Slurpee. Uh, <laughs> or I'm coming back with a vengeance next year. I-, I made all the draft picks. First of all, I sewered the team. Okay, You're, I traded all yeah, my. Yeah, you picks traded away Joe I traded, Mixon. I traded away Joe Mixon. I traded away Bijan Robinson. I traded away Brandon Ayuk. I got four draft picks for next year, trying to win next year because that's what our league has become. It's become a a cyclical two year yeah. process where everyone dumps, and the second year everyone tries to win.
2: That's that's very common. It is. I'm 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 kind of on the other end of you. in, in my dynasty league, I'm on the upswing right now. And they're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> league champ, how are you? No big deal. Uh, and I will say Slurpy Sean. I mean, hey, Slurpy Sean, a very regular texter of Fantasy Frenzy. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little uh, cutting in cutting in his confidants on his uh, all of his winnings that he's apparently been uh, raking in.
0: Hmm. Uh, will K. texts in, Most hockey fans I know love torts and aren't the biggest fans of spec. I think it's a media thing. You guys don't like him. Don't try to force your hatred for him onto us. Great show, by the way, Kev. Okay, well, again, uh, I appreciate your text and love it. I did say I like torts. I have always said I've liked torts. I just don't like when he handles the media in some situations like he does because there are opportunities that he can, I guess, even talk good, talk well about his team he he had that opportunity last night didn't do it uh where was that one text duke that uh is it uh i don't know you know what i'm gonna regroup because we're getting them so many coming in we've got to take a quick break anyway we'll come back we'll get to more of your texts uh regarding john tortorella fantasy football uh everything else regarding all of the stuff that we've been talking about coming up on the kevin carey show on sports 1440 stay with us I feel like I'm getting boot kicked this morning, Duke. (laughs) Tech's flying in, uh, giving me the gears. All right, uh, Hacksaw text in good morning uh, duke of Delburn and mr owen 19 technically 18 i don't think we count the last game because it's meaningless i suggest next year we run a fantasy football competition between my farm dog shorty and kk haha the hacksaw jordan says ripping kevin before ukrainian christmas is just bad taste Chris is diets yeah you know what that is duke yeah and then you're supposed to say Slavitia ho Slavitio. Slavitio, so that'll be coming. That's, well. It's I don't know different. what I. I don't
2: know what was just exchanged uh, between us, but I hope it was a merry greeting.
0: Slavitio is and to you as well. It's like a greeting. Uh, Christos was died it, it. Some people say it's Christ is risen, and some people say it's Merry Christmas. It potato very, tomato. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Kevlar says. Well, he, he called that I suck, but now he says the tortorella is a joke, aka the fawns. Uh, AZ. Uh, I think I didn't read this one, Duke, did I? In in a bad game last night, it's the coach's job to deflect from the players to a degree. They're in a playoff spot, and sometimes the players need their coach to put a blanket over them and protect them. You can say the team didn't play good, but there are three examples of what the team did good, and here's what we're going to do moving forward. Oh, isn't that kind of saying maybe it's a a made-up? You're trying, again, I, I agree with this text. That's what coaches do. And if you are um, putting on a brave face, putting on a different answer than you so choose to, and instead of saying, I don't want to talk about that. No, that's something I don't want to talk about. Uh, hmm. (laughs) Jordan says... uh, Torts is the neighbor in a duplex that shovels right to his half of the driveway and not an inch more. He cares for his own and wants to destroy everyone else. That's a little harsh, Jordan. I, again, I like John Tortorella. The things that he does away from the game, again, he, he check him out. Check out all the things that he's done. Unnoticed. Doesn't do it to get in the limelight. Doesn't do it to uh, say, hey, look what John Tortorella did, you know, outside of the game, away from the game. He's done a lot. And I say, I've, I've gone on record saying that I do like them. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, TKS Coach Sheldor says, did I hear that we get a free Kevin You Suck today? <laughs> Everyone's just giving it. To, they're on me. Uh, Positive Wednesday, yeah. everybody. Positive Wednesday. Um Pillman says, hey, good morning, KK and Duke. I ended up watching the PWHL game before the Oilers game. Wow, color me impressed. Uh, Hits, scrums, and whistles overall. Intensity was awesome. Jerseys suck, and they can't get them in the right size, LOL. Uh, Jake comes in and says, a couple of weeks ago, McDavid scoffed at a comparison between Jack Hughes and Gretzky but bit his tongue and gave a BS candy-coated response. He should get to ask the reporter if he's ever watched Gretzky play or researched his numbers. As long as the league limits free speech, nobody wins. Torts would have probably said, yeah, congrats to Edmonton on years of good fortune in the lottery and still no cup, but can't say that. No, that's, that's a fine answer. That would be, that's, I mean, what is, I mean, Brian Burke talking about Pittsburgh Penguins for years. No, 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 you guys won the lottery. You got Sidney Crosby. Um, yada yada yada. Jake comes in there. So, did I get to these Duke? I mean, uh, Darren says, "Are we so fragile and insecure as we, as Edmontonians, need the opposing team's coaches and players to tell us how great they think ninety-seven is?" Come on, guys. Who cares? Again, that's not not what we're saying, Darren. What we're saying here is, or what I'm saying is, after a game, the media, whether it be in the Oilers locker room, or they go, for instance, last night, so Chris Knobloch is in the Hall of Fame room. John T- Tortorella is scrummed outside the visiting locker room. As I saw last night, I only saw two, I think, Philadelphia reporters in the press box, but I'm not entirely sure on that as far as writers go. Uh, one of them was a woman, but I can't really uh, can't place her name. Then there would have been a guy like Speck, could have been some other reporters. I would have the Philadelphia has their traveling media, et cetera. So the Flyers just lose. You know Speck is, I mean, you know that Tortorella is in a bad mood already. So what you're trying to do is just get a comment out of them. You want to try to get some sort of information, a clip, a soundbite, Anything that will help you write your story or whatever you want to do, if you're broadcasting it or whatever. So, the story of the game last night was Connor McDavid. We all know that. So, Darren, I'm not saying that he should say something great about Connor McDavid, but a question was posed. Connor McDavid led the Oilers. Connor McDavid, whatever the question was. Connor McDavid had a great game tonight, and he was the reason that the Oilers beat your top team 5 2. If that's the question, whatever it is. So, don't just say, again. Uh, don't want to talk about that. Don't have an answer for that. You can say Connor had a great game tonight, but I was very impressed with our team, how we came back when it was 2-0. End of a long road trip. 3-2 goal kind of took some life out of us, some wind out of our sails. We didn't have enough in the third period. It's all that anyone's looking for. And then if someone says, well, what about Connor? Well, I just said Connor had a great game. Now you can, Now you can say that uh text. uh bob is just on me okay okay kevin just use me and uh duke is the moderator uh trapper's road trips to hawaii and vegas that bob said that he was on is that what he's kind of getting at we don't yeah, have to get bob he's
2: running down like i said his uh, his list of um accreditation he's oh. uh was in the uh double e press box at clark park with local guys who were elk stats uh, been at Oilers and Oil Kings games since the late 60s. He's been to games, uh, EPL games at Wembley. And uh, went on Trappers road trips to Hawaii and Vegas. So Bob obviously very well traveled, uh, accumulating his sports knowledge. And I think he's just oh. trying to uh, prove himself that he's worthy of a one-on-one <laughs> matchup with you, even though you already agreed to it. So okay, I know.
0: you know what, Duke, I just went back in the thread of Bob, and it was, uh, Kevin, you have potential for greatness in this city, but even World Junior, for example, you never seem to do your research. If you want to be great, put in the work. <laughs> right. Um, Bob and I, you know what, Bob, you got to come down, maybe come down to Bubba Gump's, we'll go for a coffee or a shrimp boil.
2: They have a, a whiskey mule, Yep. It's uh, like, like a Moscow mule, but with some uh, some rye in it instead. I had it at our Christmas party. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. Recommend it.
0: Uh, coach Sheldor comes back. Uh, I would agree that John Tortorella is the most talked about coach in the NHL. Uh, how is that bad for the game? He's definitely not vanilla. Uh, by the way, you don't suck, LOL. Thank well, you. Well,
2: no, you do suck at fantasy football this season.
0: Oh, there's another one that came in.
2: No, that's – I just oh. – I'm cl- I, once again clarifying back to this original text that's gotten <laughs> some legs, what everybody is asking for free passes on telling Kevin he sucks or doesn't suck. Oh, I see. It was, it was not about Kevin in general. It was about his fantasy football.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad you have uh, so many staunch supporters as mm-hmm. well, Kevin. I'm, I'm happy. I, I do have a couple of guys. Yeah, AZ, I think, is on the same page. He says, it could have said, yep, yeah, he's a great player, and we're in a playoff spot, and we've got to focus on our team wasn't a good enough performance. We were resilient. We were ready to get back on track. And then, again, that's all that the reporters care about. But when you say, "Ah, I don't want to talk. So what happens is it's a total, it's kind of like it's called a scrum killer. You just got to, you go as a reporter, you go, okay, what am I doing here? Like, you know, you're wasting everyone's time. You're wasting my time. You know, maybe the best thing to happen is that no one goes to any of his scrums anymore. If it's going to be like that, just don't go. And he's going to, what, talk to the Philadelphia uh, media, just the personal media? Uh, Tiger says, little-known fact about torts, he never goes into the dressing room after a game whether they win or lose. Is that true? I think I've seen him on some of the, you know, you've, we've seen the Winter Classic things and, yeah. you know, I mean, there's always video of guys... Well, no, that's not true because he was – I just saw a picture when he uh, picked up uh, his 732nd wind or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. He was in the dressing room after that because they presented him with something. So uh, totally not true. Um, Boy, I feel like I have Denny Lemieux from Slapshot here, Duke.
2: Just getting put on the uh, put on the uh, you know I put need on the stage good, it's like town town hall meeting yeah. here and everybody's airing good grievances. thing I was prepared yeah for this
0: I'm glad Schlemmer's coming in at nine o'clock take some heat Holy, off you maybe and everyone loves Schlemmer everyone loves Schlemmer and we'll have a little minor announcement in the nine o'clock hour uh, that will take a little heat off me as well <laughs> I think you know what it is so uh, and really looking forward to having uh, Ray Whitney the wizard and of course. I think a lot of our listeners would know that Ray Whitney started out as a stick boy for the Oilers uh, back in the 80s. And, you know, that's where he, you know, and his dad, Floyd, was, you know, the Oilers' um, third goaltender for many years. I got to know Floyd quite well. And then I I saw Floyd in the press box, uh, I don't know, about a month ago. And actually the Wizard was up there recently as well. So a former teammate of uh, Dave Schlemko's will join us at uh, 9 o'clock. We'll have our ski report. Looking forward to in or out with uh, myself and Schlemmer and the Duke. And then again, Ray Whitney will join us at 10 o'clock. And we'll chat with uh, the Wiz about what, you know, what a wonderful career. When you look at how, is that a guy that should be considered for the Hall of Fame? On longevity, points, games played. He's got a Stanley Cup. He's probably in the conversation, obviously not, he would be a nine or ten year guy or whatever or something like that, but uh, the longevity, I mean, he was playing into his 40s and, you know, he was waived by the Oilers. Did you know that, Duke? That I did not know. Yeah, he was know. waived by the Edmonton Oilers. I wonder if Bob knew that. <laughs> and uh, a lot of guys have been saying... Uh, is it if it's Bob Stoffer? Is this Bob Stoffer you're talking about? <laughs> I don't think. Well, so. I'm not going to be taking anything <laughs> with Bob, but Bob and I have had some good times over the years and some run-ins and things like that. We used to do uh, Bears play-by-play in color years yeah. and years ago.
2: I still see Sta- uh, every every Bears oh, yeah. game I go to. I see Stoffer Oh yeah, checking it out. He's always there. One time
0: we did a game in Saskatoon, and we, uh, Kenny Nickel, we had Cal Nichols on. Yeah. Kenny Nichols flew us there in his uh, little Cessna four seater. The four of us went. Dang. Yeah, to a Saskatoon Huskies game. Flew in the day of the game and everyone said, How'd you get here? Well we flew. flew well there's in. no there's no flights. Oh we had a private PJ. Private, yeah, PJ. So <laughs> it's lots of fun. Uh, So when we come back, David Schlemko will be our co-host for the next two hours for Cougar Paint and Collision. Uh, Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update. Brought to you by Tommy Guns. Our unique lounges and casual setting makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada, hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.